within just 15 meters of safety. Wear a life jacket or personal flotation device. 80% of all boating deaths were people who were not wearing one. Take a marine safety course, and if you're going kayaking or canoeing, know how to get out of your craft if it flips over. Practice basic safety moves such as wet exits and self-rescues. Save the alcohol for dry land after you're done playing on the water, and never go out alone. For more information and more safety tips, go to lifesaving.bc.ca. All right, you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. And actually, do you want to uh, say hello there, Gary? Uh, if you want, the, what do you got, Mike too? We have the Number lovely... Dos. We have uh, Gak in the studio with us. Hello, sports fans. Yes, actually, Gak and I were talking about baseball because we both happen to be big baseball fans. So, hey, let's just chat for a few minutes about... Do you want to talk about baseball? Yes. Okay, awesome. So um, The final five games. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Now, Gary, uh, you are a fan of what team? Uh, there's actually many teams. I'm a comprehensive baseball fan, but growing up, it was the Expos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Best one of those. Peace. Otherwise, the Blue Jays, because I was growing up at the right time. Not right now, sweetie. Okay. Hold on. Just one second. Okay. Uh, keep keep going. <laughs> All right. What we got here? Uh, we have an interloper. Coral, Coral Darling. Okay. Take that mic. Here we go. We are having a conversation about baseball. Three-way. Okay. okay. This is uh, my daughter, Coral, who's decided to join the conversation. So, uh, anyways, uh, so you are a Blue, Blue Jays fan as that's well. That's right. But as you can tell right now, I walked in with my Brooklyn Dodgers cap. Oh, that's nice. So we'll see how LA's boys do since they clinched the NL West. Oh, they did. Yep. I haven't really been keeping up on the West, except that I know that the Nationals have been, I mean, on yeah, fire. It might actually be a Beltway series, if you think about because it, it's Baltimore, oh. Washington. Yes. Huh. Now, isn't that interesting? Uh, because the Nationals have never done anything. Well, because that's the, the former Expos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we just kind of sat on its own that way. But Yeah. And so, um, as you know, I'm a Tigers fan. And that means we've clinched um, at least the wild card, apparently. You're in the playoffs. That's what counts. You Which get some is extra cool. games. Um, and uh, we... I play baseball. That's that right. That you do. You actually... I did see you um, at Nat Bailey a few months ago during the Canadian uh, season. I... I going into the minors this year. That's April. right. And you play for Trout Lake Little League, correct? Yes. yes. I don't know. I'm probably gonna be with Coach Tracy. Oh, you think so? Tracy's awesome. Which team? Yeah. Which team? Do you know the team? Name? Well, what team were you on this year? Tell tell us what team you were last on last year. No, the, like this past year. Yes. Uh, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. So you were a Red Sox. A Red Sox. I've been a single Red Sox. <laughs> you were on the Boston Red Sox, and um, I was Poppy. Yeah, yeah. I was a big, big Poppy. Poppy. <laughs> she doesn't. I don't think you know that. Okay. Hey, tell us who your favorite Tiger is, though. She's a she is a big Tigers fan. Who's your favorite Tiger? Alan Trammell. Oh, Jack Morris. Miguel Cabrera. Yep. And, and what's his nickname? Miggy. I know. Isn't Mix. he awesome? I yeah. love Miggy. He's the funniest player, in my opinion. In um. Major League Baseball. He's such a clown. I mean, I've been watching a lot of compilations of him just being... And I've seen, actually, a lot of those games where he's, like, putting his hand in one of the players' faces. And he's always smiling. Yeah. He's always... He almost seems like a big teddy bear. He does. And he's always... And he chats up every single person who hits first base. Well, most of them, as you know... That's what Bobby says. He is a big teddy bear. Yes. I have said that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And um, everybody... Anybody who's on first, he chats them up. And Who's on first? They're speaking Spanish. Okay. You know. Hola, Espanol. Yeah. Well, you know, because most of them speak Spanish. 
And uh, yeah, it's so cute. So, and hey, you know what, Gary? You know what I'm thinking of doing? Actually, it looks like we're not going to play Shadowy Men. So we're just going to chat. All right. Um, until you're on, because you're on in four minutes. But I'm, I'm going to pick your Aww. brain on this one. Because a friend of mine um, at my school was telling me about, he's like, do you have a fantasy team? And I'm like, oh my God, tell me more. Like I've seen and heard oh, about wait, these. You don't have a fantasy league no, team at all? No, So here, so do you have a fantasy team of any sort? I do. And currently they're second to last. <laughs> okay. So explain, do you have a baseball fantasy team? Yes. Okay. So can you give me more or our audience who know, who know nothing maybe about it? Give me the, the premise, because I think I know the premise, but I just want to rehear it. The premise what happens is that you actually act as like general managers. Right, and yeah. And you pick a pool of all the baseball players, and you start, and you pick, I want to have this guy on my that team. so cool. So imagine you start off with Miggs. Miggy. Yeah, Miggy for sure. That's right. And then maybe I'll pick Clayton Kershaw. Okay. And then at that point, you may have to think about a pitcher. Okay. A pitcher, yeah. Okay, I would probably pick Scherzer. Oh, so going all Tigers. Well, not all. You know, I'd have to have um, Jose Altuve. I love Altuve. The little guy. Oh, he's you know? been a beast with the Astros. He's been awesome. He has like the number one batting average right now. Yeah, I, did, I know, did he you had, know that. He set a record for doubles already he's just crazy. as a player. And he's so little. little. A rookie. And he's so cute. He's like a little pocket player. Uh, you know, you want to put him in kind your like, pocket. Like David Eckstein. Oh, okay. He the Cardinals and the Red Sox. Oh. He's like five foot nothing and yeah. just peppy. I, I know. I'm, I'm, tall, I'm taller than Altuve. I'm 5'6", and he's only 5'5". Five, five. So sure, I would, yeah. I'd be Just having the strike zone size on that that's as well too. True. That's yeah, I know exactly. I mean, that's amazing. And also, yeah, like those. I'm wondering how pitchers do that. When you think about it, like you've got the little guys like Altuve, which may be why I don't know. It's hard to pitch to him. But then there's also the really tall players. I've been seeing a lot of tall players lately. And then their strike usually zone pitchers though. But they are pitchers. You are yeah. correct. Because usually at that point, they could do the wind up where it's like super longer. True, so but sometimes you have those batters. Like there's this guy that just showed up on, I want to say, I don't know, the White Sox team. I was watching, was it White Sox? Or maybe it was Kansas City. Who's like six? No, he's a Tiger. He's a new Tiger. What am I saying? He's a new Tiger that just got pulled up. Oh, and he he's came like, up from a AAA? I think so. In that September call up deal. Yep. Six foot seven. That's a tall guy. He's a tall guy. Yeah. Almost NBA level. Yeah. Yeah, that, like a short NBA player. Yeah. So power forward. <laughs> yes, a power forward. Um. Okay. So it's seven fifty nine, which means I'm pretty much done. But let me explain uh, what songs we've heard. And by the way, uh, Harry, Gary, Gak. Harry, Harry, Gary will be on in about a minute or so. Getting Harry, Harry. Yes, and Val will not be here. Um, and I will be back in two weeks with my show, uh, Sam Squanch's Hideaway, from six thirty until eight. And I'll tell you, we heard Jay Arner. Uh, with the song Midnight on South Granville. We heard the organ in there. I just totally missed the organ with the song Brother from there. I want to say 2004 record, Grab That Gun, released on Mint Records, as was the Vancouver song Distance, um, also a Vancouver, sorry, a Mint Records release, uh, Canadian Tuxedo. And uh, that's it, folks. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, all six of you. Maybe I got three. I stopped driving, so I stopped listening. So maybe we're oh, down a little okay. lower. Maybe we're but. down a little lower. Anyways, it's been a slice, folks. And um, let us, I'll put on some something here. How about right. a nice show promo, Breakfast with the Browns? That sounds like fun. All right. I'll be up with Folk Oasis in a few minutes. Excellente, folks. On and CITR, Vancouver. Thank you, thank uh, you Anita. 101.9 FM. <laughs> thank you, Coral. Okay, definitely. We're good. Bye, This is my life. I I wake up in the morning, I eat, I sleep, I shit. Breakfast with the Browns. Whatever it is, but I never shut it off for five minutes.
can't wait to impress my friends with my astounding knowledge of cool. Join your favorite brownsters and tune in and listen to the best selection of down-tempo electro-pop lounge core. Strictly Squaresville. Remember. Subtle. Basic. Brown. Breakfast with the Browns on CITR 101.9 FM every Monday morning from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. The older I get, the more life starts to make sense and the less I care. Now we're riding the rainbow, the clouds and we're making it like young. Now we're riding the rainbow to Cloudsville And we're making it like you Now we're riding the rainbow to Cloudsville You know, you can give a hundred examples of what it isn't But you, man, you're going to have a hell of a time saying what it is Hey there, listeners. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR, and uh, it's a beautiful day in Vancouver here, and hope you're enjoying the weather, and uh, probably sitting at the beach, drinking uh, um, some some booze.
Howdy. I can barely hear myself there. As India walks off into the distance here, I uh, just want to welcome you to yet another episode of Footwaces here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, broadcast at UPC campus here. West Point Gray, to the lower mainland of British Columbia, www.citr.ca to the rest of the world. Streaming live and eventually podcasts appear a little later. So my name is Gak, and I'll be filling in for Val because she's presently in Europe, specifically Greece. And according to the latest updates on her Twitter and Instagram, Santorini, along all the uh, azure waters of the Aegean Sea. So, normally you find me Monday evening, 7 to 9 p.m. on a little something called Exploding Head Movies, where I fits about with cinematic and atmospheric music and other sort of esoteric sounds that catch my ear, and then I share with listeners like you. So, I play mostly anything on that show, but for the next three hours it's going to be Roots and Folk because not only is Val away but uh, Miss Caroline McGilvery, host of Sexy Van City so just found that out at the last minute so for the first two hours of the show I'm going to forget what I'm going to do with the last hour of the show oh boy so you can always call the station here at 604-822-2487 but uh, do realize there will be some juggling as I sort out what's going on that way so in tribute of Val's Greek travels what we heard there was some vintage Greek Disco. So going back to 1976 with the Demis Russos magic, that was I Dig You. And uh, he used to be in a prog act out of Athens called Odyssey. And it actually featured Vangelis, a famous synth musician himself who scored films such as Blade Runner, just to name but a few. And originally I was going to segue from Demis Roussos because he was born in Egypt into this first song, but I figured I'd play a song I'm quite familiar with. Since part of Val's European expedition was based on going to see Kate Bush live at the Hammersmith for her first shows in over 25 years, because I think she last performed in 1978 or 79 or so, but uh, she had over 20 nights lined up in London with a bit of a conceptual feel. So it wasn't going to be any of the hits, really, that much. It was going to be primarily tied to a narrative woven about love and all that. So we are going to start things off by going back to 1985 with the title track to Hounds of Love here on Folk Oasis, CITR, 101.9 FM, Vancouver. I'm not Val. I'm Gak. Bear with me.
Can you tell the difference between tap water and bottled water? Like, really? Have you tried? On Wednesday, September 24th, starting at 8 a.m. at Martha Piper Plaza, test your taste buds, check out a giant UBC ice sculpture, and get a free reusable water bottle. Cool, right? For all the event's info, just go to sustain.ubc.ca forward slash ripple effect, and don't forget to hashtag with ripple effect UBC. Duncan, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. What was happening volunteer-wise today here at CITR? Well, uh, I was asked to uh, do a session on how to start a radio show here at CITR. So I, um, how I, do I you? Spoke for Twenty hours. seconds. If you had to tweet this, how would you quickly summarize it? Oh, uh, find something you're interested in. Don't make it too ambitious, and just stick with it. And know that you're not going to be great at the beginning, but you'll get better and better the more that you put into it. Excellent words. Excellent advice. Duncan McHugh, host of Duncan's Donuts, Thursdays, noon to 1 p.m. here on CITR. So, good to see you. Great to see you. How too. about those baseball peoples? Yeah, yeah. The, your, your Yankees are finally getting rid of that dead weight, that shortstop. <laughs> that must feel <laughs> He's good. been holding them back for a so weight, long. <laughs> a weight off your yeah, Have they been, were they eliminated today or no? Uh, I haven't checked this. Okay. Anita kept me post. Apparently the Mariners are out. Yeah. Jays were out yesterday, so it's... Oh, if the Mariners are out, the Yankees are out. Yeah, yeah. it's, it, it it's kind of out. done. Because, I mean, Robinson Cano, one place to another, yeah. and away it goes, so... Yeah, it's going to be fun, fun off-season. No, it's going to be great. No, especially if it turns out... We were talking before about Baltimore-Washington. Imagine, like, a Beltway series. Yeah. Although, as, a form, as an Expos fan right now, I'm just like, nah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping for the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers and Angels could be. Yeah, could be. We could have another SoCal series. Mm-hmm. So. And the A's and the Giants are in the mix, too. So. That's true. Well, no, there's a lot of little rivalries popping up that way. So, All right. Well, it was good to see you. I know you have to run off quickly. Yeah, well, thanks for... Uh, well, that's no problem. What, uh, actually, you know what? What do you have lined up for your show tomorrow? 
Well, um, I got my hands on, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Mood Hut. Mood Hut. Okay, yeah. The guys that uh, used to be in No Gold. Yes. And have sort of morphed into this more dancey, long form thing. Yeah, I remember seeing on uh, Instagram you taking a picture yeah. of the album once <laughs> yeah. you got it in your hands. And so through this local record store, uh, Pacific Rhythms, I managed to get this 12-inch that I never thought I'd be able to buy. And so I'm going to debut that on my show tomorrow. It's uh, a song by Jack J., Okay. And it's, it's it's a very funky. Now I've always dug what No Gold's done, so that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's fun, and they have lots of great dance nights around town too. Nice. So we'll check out MoodHut.com. MoodHut.com. Yeah. And then Duncan's Donuts, Duncan'sDonuts.wordpress.com. Still, that's, that's the one. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> oh, why not? This is all. We are a community radio station <laughs> yeah, here, even though it's half the time we're a community of radio DJs as well too. But <laughs> awesome. Great to see you. Great to see you too. Enjoy. Shake hands. Put it up there. Let's see how those playoffs go. Thanks. Hard-nosed baseball. All right. What just happened there, aside from uh, Duncan's uh, brilliant cameo on this highly unplanned show, uh, we start off with Kate Bush with Hounds of Love off the 1985 album of the same name. Then we heard Greg Laswell with his take of This Woman's Work. That was a song that Kate Bush had provided to uh, the John Hughes film from 1988, She's Having a Baby. And that appears on Laswell's 2005 EP called Covers. And then, just to tie in the Greek theme still, we heard They Might Be Giants doing their uh, song number three, originally one of their first songs, I think, off of Lincoln from 1987. But that was the Greek version, Greek number three, which you can find on their 1997 compilation, Then the Earlier Years. And uh, what uh, Duncan and I were speaking over were John Murphy's and David Hughes' take on the famous Zorba the Greek, and that was found on the soundtrack to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels from 1999. We're going swimmingly here on this episode of Folk Oasis. My name is Gak, filling in for Mademoiselle Valcormier, who is currently in Greece, hence why some of the Greek stuff that you've heard. The name of the show is Folk Oasis. This is CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, and we're going to hop over to Sweden here. First aid kit. Two sisters, I think it was a Gutenberg or Malmö, southern Sweden at the very least, but uh, definitely have a nice sort of 70s country, uh, you know, California rock style that they've played off. Uh, they had a big hit a couple of years ago with uh, Emmy Lou, which is sort of a tribute to the outlaw rockers or the outlaw country folks of the 70s, and their latest album is Stay Gold. So we're going to listen to a track off that. We'll then hop over to Oxford, and then we'll go up to Nunavut with this set. So this will be First Aid Kit with Cedar Lane. Walking 
empty map and nothing remains. The place we belonged is quietly gone. While we were making plans, it drifted away. And the pines 
Democratic student-run organization dedicated to promoting the sports of skiing and snowboarding and the associated lifestyle. We endeavor to make skiing and snowboarding accessible and fun by actively seeking out the best deals and discounts for our members, as well as organizing trips to local ski areas and setting up numerous social events. 
come on one of our legendary trips and explore the glory of riding in British Columbia. Or join us at the bar to discover the true meaning of debauchery. Ask your roommate, ask your parents, ask the RCMP. Who has the most fun at UBC? You'll get the same answer. The Ski and Snowboard Club. Joining the Ski and Board Club is easy. Come by our office, sub 115, anytime with some money to become a member. Your membership gives you access to all the deals offered by our sponsors, cheap beverages at our parties, an invitation to all club events, and of course, only members can come on the trips. Sample the various flavors of Italian music from north to south, traditional to modern on this bilingual ship. Folk, singer-songwriter, jazz, and much more. Give them the boot. Tuesday, 2 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM.
So we started off with First Aid Kit with Cedar Lane off of Stagel. Then we went to Oxfordshire with Stornoway off last year's Tales from Terra Firma. We heard Farewell Appalachie. Great sort of trio, kind of presenting the British folk, but uh, with uh, vintage American vibes. And then off of her Polaris Prize winning album Animism, that was Tanya Tagak taking on the Pixies. Tanya Tagak taking on the Pixies with her version of Caribou. Now, lost in all the hype of what happened when Tagak won the Polaris Prize on Monday, there's a distraction of what she was talking about with seal meat and whatnot that way, and some unfortunate connotations came that way. But the thing is that people sort of forgot is that in the midst of her live performance at in Toronto as part of the Polaris Prize ceremony, uh, she had a 30-person choir there. Her throat singing was in full effect that way, but she also had a list of 1,200 names of lost, missing, and murdered Native women. So it shows the connection that she's had both politically and then musically as well, too, because the Polaris Prize is not about popularity contest all the time. It is also tied to the ideals of are you pursuing art at its most basic, and then do you have a voice to say about something? So she will actually be performing live at the Chan Center. All these weird sounds coming here. She performed at the live, live at the Chan Center uh, here on UBC campus Thursday and Friday, October 16th at 17th at 7.30 p.m. as part of the Beyond Word series. So this will be the TELUS Studio Theater. show starts at 7.30 and she'll be joined by Severn Cullis Suzuki. So at this point, based on the uptick in popularity, even though she's been performing for over 15 years, I caught her as part of a Bjork tour. When it was a, and she actually performed on Medulla as well, too. So I think before Tagak's show comes at the Chan Center, I'll do a little bit more stuff on my show, Exploding Head Movies. Anyways, one thing I forgot to talk about is the fact we have an interview coming up with a Victoria act. They're called Fish and Birds. So we have a call lined up shortly. So we're going to play something off their new album, Something in the Ether. This will be Fish and Bird with the Lake. And stay tuned. We will have Taylor Ashton. On the phone here on Folk Oasis, CITR, Vancouver.
Hello. Can you hear me, Taylor? Hello. Yep. There we go. Okay, so we've just heard off of your new album, Something in Ether. We just heard the lake there. So everyone, before I forget, this is Taylor Ashton, one of the members of Fish and Bird. And what can you tell Hello. us? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Excellent. Okay. Half the time I can't tell if I have the phone in my face or the microphone and whatnot, but I can hear you. It looks like... Perfect. Excellent. So, how are you? I'm well. I'm doing uh, doing really well. Yeah, excited to to uh, get on the road and get that album out in just uh, in about a week. That's right. What's uh, what's what's the story with something in the ether? How would you describe the overall themes, or at least uh, the ideas of how you started to write the album? Uh, well, it's um, I think the uh, title track sort of it, it kind of ties it all together in a lot of ways. Um, uh, it, because the, the song "Something in the Ether" is about um, the, the, the chorus. It goes, "There's something in the ether calling out your name," and that that I, that idea. I mean, the, the lyrics are a bit obtuse, but the idea is that uh, it's just thinking about the the forces that kind of drive people to to do what they do, and how those can sometimes be somewhat inexplicable. Um, and so that that kind of uh, threads throughout the album. In a lot of ways, um, sorry, there's a there's a train right here. I hope that's not too loud for you. But that's all right. Um, it, adds, it adds character. It kind of gives you a little bit of a hobo lifestyle feel there. What's that? It gives you a bit. It gives you a bit of a hobo lifestyle there. <laughs> Just right. like catch the yeah. next train. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I guess yeah. That 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 kind of themes to the album, and um, I know, there's also a, a bit of a water theme. We have a, there's we just heard the lake. Um, there's also a song called uh, "Cold Salty," which talks about the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, and there's a song called "Rivers" as well. So there's sort of multiple mentions of bodies of water. Um, yeah, yeah, it almost sounds a little happen that it usually it's it's really after we've put the record together and made the the, the sequence of songs that I kind of look at it and I'm like, oh right, that's what I was talking about. It kind of reveals itself after the fact that yeah. you focus on these little details and you know from the trees come the forest. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So in the case of something in the ether, is it a case of maybe fatalism or sort of some cosmic interplay, do you think? Or what what, what struck you now as you, as you think about the album that's about to come out? Uh, I guess it's more, it's definitely more about, if I was to say whether it's like fatalism or cosmic interplay, I'd put it more in the cosmic interplay category. Um I mean, the the inspiration behind that song specifically was that 
I was thinking about my parents who um, they they met and then three weeks later they got married and uh, and very soon after that they had me and I think it was just kind of I was thinking about like if if I had been their friend around the time that they were they were going through that I might have I might have seen it as some you know as ill advised um, but you know of course it's that's that's how I exist. So, um, just kind of like thinking about how, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. And, and yeah. that even if, you know, my, my folks, like they did, they only stayed together for a few years and they're still good friends. But when you look at their, uh, their marriage, it's just like, you know, it, it, it might not be something that, uh, you'd necessarily, you know, you know, if you if if you were talking to either of them at the time, if they were like, "Hey, I think I was thinking of marrying this girl that I just met two weeks ago," you might be like, "That doesn't sound like such a good idea." But you know, like, yeah, I'd be know, in the I, case of like trying to talk them out of it. But then something like this happens. You know, how how else would well, you, you how else would you appear? That's that's the case. Exactly. There. So, I guess because that's that's how I exist in the world, I, I kind of have to. You know, whenever I'm like, so what's the right decision in any in any particular circumstance? I kind of have to take that whole that whole idea with a bit of a grain of salt that there is any that there is a right a right way to go about things. Exactly. You, yeah. know, no, you could you plan for whatever. Wrong. Yeah. Right. You never know what's going to come out of it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So just a little, little history of Fish and Bird. You guys started off as a duo, right? It was the duo of you and oh my goodness, I lost the name here. Adam is Adam. a little player. Adam Argyle right. Gray. So you started off as a duo playing together, and this was in Victoria, or was this on Main yeah. Island? Okay. Uh, we, yeah, it was in. We he and I met in in uh, actually on Main Island, and it was because uh, um, I was uh, when I was in high school, and I started my first like garage rock band. Um, the drummer in that band was Adam's cousin, and I hadn't met Adam yet, but. Um, so the you know the drummer in this band that I was in in high school was like, hey, you know my cousin is starting to, you know he's putting together a whole recording studio in his basement, and uh, you know maybe we should go over there and record some of these songs. And you know we're like 15 or 16 at this point, and um, you know basically trying to be a Nirvana cover band that played original songs or whatever is just like kind of a stupid band. Um, but uh, yeah, so by the time you know I, I, I met Adam over there and he he recorded a you know, three or four songs for us. Um, and I was starting to get into folk music and, uh, Adam was a fiddle player. So we just, we hit it off musically and, and, uh, I think, yeah, we didn't even realize we were starting a band. And I think, you know, eventually we were like, we had recorded our first album and we just sort of did it for fun. And we were like, Hey, we should put this out. And, uh, you know, now that's pretty much all any of us do with our lives. So, rest of history, I guess. That's great, yeah. Especially because you started it for the altruistic reasons of just playing together as opposed to we're going to be famous. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we're basically just kind of screwing around in the studio and just like, hey, let's do this. And then we're like, hey, we got some songs. We could put them on these. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. And then you've grown to a quintet at this point over the past couple of years. Was that sort of a conscientious choice as you were trying to present your songs live or is it the case that you that met actually, people along the way? again, was... It was sort of, it just kind of happened without us even really noticing. It was like, um, we made our, our second album, uh, Left Brain Blues, in 2009, and that was still mostly just the two of us, but we, um, 
you know, with the, with the various songs, like, we'd be like, hey, this one would be cool with, you know, it'd be cool to have some electric guitar on this, it'd be cool to have a little bass on this, um, and so we would bring sort of various friends in, and, uh, um, you know, at some shows we'd be like, you know, we were playing as a duo, but we were opening for a band that had drums and guitar, and we had some friends in the audience that happened to you know, play those instruments, and we're like, hey, you guys want to sit in on this one tune? It, it might sound kind of cool with, you know, drums and guitar, and then, and that's actually how, that's actually the way that Ben and Ryan both first played with us, was we were just like, hey, you guys are around, like, do you guys want to play on a on a tune? And then, like, you know, they were at the next show, and they were like, hey, you know, if you're going to play on that tune, maybe we should, like, rehearse some other couple, a couple other tunes, and eventually we were having rehearsals for all the songs, and uh, so when we made the third record we were like oh i guess i guess we're making a band album now because we realized that we kind of sort of inadvertently like we made sort of turned it into a five-piece band and, well, it was organic yeah, it was kind of a yeah kind of an accident <laughs> a <laughs> happy kind of, accident as it were it's like yeah. oh we're this we're the, sort of, yeah <laughs> we're going here now we're going to have this much fun exactly and, yeah yeah. Okay. So uh, one thing that sort of jumped out at me as I was reading this is that uh, part of this upcoming album, something in Ether, was actually uh, fundraisers through Indiegogo. Was that something that uh, you had tried before? Or was it something you're curious about seeing connecting fan outreach, or uh, what was your plans well, with that? I had um, uh, I had uh, I had I'd had some success with that before with another project that I worked on. Um, it was actually just a duo record between myself and uh, our current bass player. Um, called Bull Kelp, and we just, uh, you know, we uh, we raised a few thousand dollars just to make a, a little a little recording um, for that. Um, and then this time around, uh, for the Fish and Bird record, we kind of, um, we, we did a, a sort of a relatively short campaign. I think the, the, the normal thing is to do, people leave them open for like a month or a month and a half, and, uh, we only had ours up there for 12 days, um, and we, we raised a good chunk of money, and it was uh, it was really helpful. Um, but I, I think a lot of people after the 12 days were up were like, "Wait a second, your campaign's over!" So, I mean, that's uh, maybe a lesson for people who are going to do crowdfunding in the future: is that it's really nicer to keep it open for longer. Or I guess maybe um, blitzing a campaign, saying, "Okay, 10 days only." It's kind of like how we do a fun drive here. You only have this much time; just jump in, you know call your yeah. friends I mean, and family yeah so uh, we, we did a little bit of that and, and uh, you know I'm, I'm definitely i'm definitely happy with how it went but um you know might have gone even a little better if we'd uh if we had uh left a little more time to but, live and learn know. i mean you try it that's the important thing that's that's always the case yeah. that way all right and so it, and it, yeah it was cool one of the things we did was we uh one of the perks that we offered was that people could choose a, a cover for us to play, and um, the covers that we're you know, that we're now incorporating into the set are ones that we're really that we're really excited about them. So, okay, can you uh, since so a, this leads into our question about the tour, um, can you tease us what covers these are, or is this something of a case that we have to go to the show? And well, one of the, one of the songs that we're really excited about is. Uh, is the song Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie, which oh. is a song that I've loved, you know, since I can, as long as I can remember. Great song. Um, yeah, it's a, such an amazing song. Scary and, uh, Monsters, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a crazy album, and it's a, one of one of his best songs, I think. Um, 
and uh, yeah, the, and this the the our our arrangement for it came together in an afternoon, and it's I don't know I'm I'm really it's it's been really exciting to play it live. So awesome, we'll so, definitely be playing that one on the tour. So have you been teasing that already? Because I know that you were part of a couple folk festivals through town here, like the uh, Jericho Music Festival and the Mission Folk Fest. Was this something that you've been like practicing like in little shows as well? Or uh, um. Yeah, I, I'm not. I can't remember whether we had whether we had Ashes to Ashes worked up for the for those folk fests because um, those were those both those festivals were kind of early in our summer tour, which then stretched out to the end of August. Um, we definitely, I think we, I think we ended up doing those. We we played a couple folk fests in Ontario and then in Manitoba. Um, I think maybe we got them we got them ready for that. So I don't think we've actually played those songs on. I don't think we've played Ashes to Ashes on the West Coast yet, so I think that'll be that'll be something that uh, our West Coast fans can look forward to if they are also a David Bowie fan. Awesome. All right, let me just yeah. cite the dates here, and then uh, we'll pick a song off the album that uh, you want to close off with here. So your tour for Something Ether starts off October 1st, which is next Thursday, as I do not look at a calendar, at the Biltmore Cabaret. Then you'll be heading to your hometown in Victoria on the 2nd for the Victoria Event Center. And uh, I'll cover the two other BC dates, just indicating that there are dates also in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. So there's a Kelowna, yeah. October 3rd at the Streaming Cafe. And then Amir, or how do you say that? Imer? Uh, uh, sorry, which... Um... October 4th at the Old Schoolhouse in Emer, Y-M-I-R. Oh, Weimer. Sorry, I, I, I didn't even know what you were saying. Yeah, Weimer, <laughs> it's, it's spelled... I definitely... Uh... I mean, I heard it before I thought it was, before I saw it spelled, and I thought it would be spelled like W-E-I-M-E-R, but it's, I think, yeah, Weimer, like Y-M-I-R, which is, I yeah, believe that's like a Nordic. Yeah, it almost sounds like Norse, like it should be like Odin and Thor yeah. performing at the you know, yeah. Axe Sharpening Center or something like that. It's certainly not a, you know, like a Germanic word. No, it's almost Welsh, actually, as I think about it as well, too. All right, Taylor, um... Do which song would you want us to play off of something in the ether at this point? Do you want to do the title track, or is there another song that yeah, uh, stuck your fancy? I think the title track would probably be a uh, would be a good one to the feature. I think, yeah, that's to me that's the one that kind of ties the whole thing together. Kind of like, uh, yeah, so that'd be the one. Okay, so yeah, as I'm sort of juggling my multitasking here, so okay. Otherwise, uh, one last question here. Are you guys big Tom Waits fans, or how did uh, Fish and Bird come along? Yeah, you got it. That's uh, definitely a huge, huge Tom Waits fan. Have you um, tried so impersonating? I mean, what's that? Have you tried impersonating Tom Waits' voice? Um, I, I am able to do, I, I mean, I'm, I, I love doing, I love impersonating other artists. Um, I mean, I really try not to do it professionally like in the context of the band but uh i feel like i could probably pull off an okay tom waits impression i don't know if i should try it on the radio but i, I could join um, you if you want you know I, I hear taylor does a pretty good no i'm sorry like jesse ventura there <laughs> all right you have to be better than me that's what you have to aim for right now so just think about bourbon and being on a on the trains that keep passing you wherever you are there yeah I don't know if I should try it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's waiting. That's okay. No, it's. I appreciate your can honesty and candor there. But it was great talking to you, and uh, hopefully we get. Yeah, to you too. Yeah, I'm hoping that I can make it out to the show. So uh, for Vancouverites, October first. Oh, yep. 
please come on. It's going to be a hoot. Uh, uh, Sky Wallace is opening as well as the Wooden Horseman, and those are both amazing acts from Vancouver that we're really excited to split the bill with. So. It was a very rootsy night at the Biltmore on October 1st, then. should be a, should yes, be a blast. Yes, indeed. Too. Yeah. Any last words to your Vancouver fans? Uh, just thanks so much, and uh, we're really excited to see you guys. All right. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, you as well. Yes. Have tons of fun, and yes, have a good tour, and we'll see you in the West Coast here in a few days. Sounds great. All right. Take care, Taylor. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. So that was Taylor Ashton from Fish and Bird, and from their new album, Something in Ether, that will be coming out at the end of the month. Let's listen to the title track here. You're listening to Folk Oasis here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
My friends, tonight we unveil my most diabolical creation. CITR 101.9 FM. Ten times more addictive than marijuana. To human misery. Nice to see you. So glad you could make it. Have a salmon puff. All right. You're listening to the Folk Oasis here on said CITR station. My name is Gak, filling in for Val Cormier. And we just had a nice little interview there with uh, Taylor Ashton from Fish and Bird. Might actually play that Tom Waits track later on in the show. Of course, I've been juggling everything right now in the midst of that. But uh, yes, again, Fish and Bird playing at Vancouver Biltmore Cabaret here in town on October 1st. And that kicks off their West Coast Canadian tour. Not mentioned where their appearances in Alberta were Twin Boots, Calgary, Edmonton. For those of you in Saskatchewan, Saskatoon. In Regina, and then they're playing in Winnipeg, just a little after Canadian Thanksgiving here. And the tracks that we're playing in the background in the midst of our interview, uh, we heard a little something uh, from the Bloomfield soundtrack from 1972, Johnny Harris with the Swinging Greek. Was that it? No, that was that was something else I did. Notes keep changing around. Yeah, we heard Steve Gunn and Mike Cooper with Pana Panorama off the Freakways Volume 11, dealing with the Cantos de Lisboa that came out earlier this year. And then we heard a little bit of Kathleen Yearwood out here on the West Coast as well. Actually, Alberta, if I recall properly. Off last year's Hunt the Circle, we heard Had I Know. And right now in the background, this is Power Mystery with All Day English. And this appears off last year's When the Drugs Wear Off album. If you ever get confused about the playlist, what will happen is I'll post this within the Exploding Head Movie podcast, which you can subscribe off of CITR.ca under podcasts. And exploding head movies, but if in doubt, and you know Val, I will email the appropriate details to her, and she can figure out what happened. Because honestly, at this point right now, we're just blowing straws out of the air. So there's some tracks I wanted to play earlier that fit in differently, but I'll play them later. But you know, that's how things go here. But the very least, what I want to do is play a track off of the 2009 album Postcard by Nathan Phillips. Mostly because it is the name of my hometown. So this will be Mr. Phillips with Thunder Bay, Ontario. Sleeping giant 
Was that Daniel Bajar's voice? Or Behar? A lot of times I read names and I realize I've never actually heard them pronounced. Anyways, we know him from Destroyer and the New Pornographers, but there he is helping out. That was a track called Sunny, but uh, he was collaborating with Cowbell and Friends. And Cowbell is the project of Brady Cranfield. And he's basically made a kid's book slash album. And it's actually part of a web series, Cowbell and Friends. So that track was Sunny. I think it's from 2003. Don't hold me to it, because for some reason I can't find anything. Bandcamp was unclear. Not totally sure. But at the very least, Music for Windy and Her Friends is the latest album that came out in 2012. And uh, actually does feature Mr. Daniel again. Also features some other art, great artists, like Larissa Lova from uh, Galerissa. She's actually been helping out with uh, How to Dress Well recently as well, too. Other names I see are Miko Hoffman, Nicholas Kurgovich. I think he's now based in L.A., or at least that's what happened the last time I played one of his songs. 
Kathy Slade, and then Chris Harris. So look for Cowbell and Friends. Their band camp is conveniently cowbell, cowbell, cowbell. Bandcamp.com. Before Cowbell and Friends and Daniel Bajar, we heard Noro off of the 2012 album Nightingale, and the track was Armor. And uh, Noro's the project of Calgary's Samuel Hexima. Sort of fantastic kind of muted guitar work that way. And then that sets her off with Nathan Phillips talking about Thunder Bay, Ontario, off his 2009 self-released album Postcard. And of course, anytime you look up Nathan Phillips, you get Nathan Phillips Square in Toronto. Not helpful, but, you know, you'll find it. It's on CD, baby. So keep your eyes peeled that way. Now, in the background, this is Row, R-O-W, off last year's Strachan, or Strachan album. This is tinier than description. And uh, for this next set, we'll start off with a simple little theme that kind of will twist throughout the, uh, as the time progresses that way. So the local act Petunia and the Vipers have been a staple of Vancouver scene for quite some time, and uh, starting next week, they're going to be hitting the road pretty hard, starting off in Portland, Oregon at the Doug Fir Lounge, and then they head down to California, through Oregon, Washington, they come back up to Vancouver November 8th, since they are opening for the Harpoonist and the Axe Murderer. And somehow their website does not include the venue. But yeah, check out petuniaandthevipers.com for all the appropriate information that way. So off of their new album, Inside of You, this will be Petunia and the Vipers with the bicycle song. And keep Petunia in your mind as we keep going onwards. My name is Gak. I am not Val, but this is still the Folk Oasis here on CITR, Vancouver. Sunshine go kissing the brow 
of the beaming eyes of people now all walking around. Cruising on my bicycle, humming a tune. Cruising in a sunset that's a fading to moon. Or maybe I'm a riding so soft and so sweet Neat the flower flakes have fallen neat the lamp lights on the street Snow flakes are a falling in the dampened moonlight Singing and I'm calling the stars into the night well i don't have a nickel and i don't have a dime but i'm riding on my bicycle and i have a good time and i'm cooling blowing through my head and i'm riding on my bicycle in the evening well this is a bicycle song Of all the saddest words that I have ever heard, the saddest is the story told me by a bird. He had spent about an hour a chatting with a flower, and here's the tale the flower told. Oh, I'm a lonely little petunia in an onion patch, an onion patch, an onion patch. I'm a lonely little petunia in an onion patch, and all I do is cry all day. Boo, boo, the air's so strong it takes my breath away. I'm a lonely little petunia in an onion patch. Oh, won't you come and play with me? Who put me in this bed? I'll bet his face is red. I call him down with every teardrop that I shed. If I only had him here, I'd take him by the ear and make him share my misery. Oh, I'm a lonely little petunia in an onion patch, an onion patch, an onion patch. I'm a lonely little petunia in an onion patch, and all I do is cry all day. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, the air's so strong it takes my breath away. I'm a lonely little petunia in an onion patch. Oh, won't you come and play with me? My nerves begin to crack each time I see a track made by a kitty with a stripe right down his back. If he'd ever stop by me, 
I think I'd rather be a dead petunia, wouldn't you? Oh, caught wasting power. Unplug cell phone, camera, and other battery chargers when charging is complete. Many electronic devices continue to use power even when you are not operating them. The amount of energy consumed by electronics in a year when they were not in use could power Whistler Blackcomb Resorts for 43 years. This Power Smart Play brought to you by BC Hydro Power Smart and CITR 101.9 FM.
Definitely went old-timey there from the start of the set to the end. So, what we did at first was we had Petunia and the Vipers with in Bicycle Song off of Inside of You, their latest album. And for Petunia and the Vipers, we went into the Onion Patch. We heard Arthur Godfrey going back into the 40s at some point with I'm a Lonely Little Petunia. And Arthur Godfrey was a radio broadcaster in the States. And uh, he started a folksy style that lasted him decades on air. Uh, unfortunately, his uh, broadcast career ended somewhat controversially. And I forget why at this point. But you can find that on multiple compilations because it's a bit of a kid's tune. One of his little favorite things that he liked uh, singing on air. Along with his storytelling. And I found that off the very best of the 40s, volume 4. But it also appears on a Harmony compilation from 1965. Uh, all-star kids something. But yeah, Arthur Godfrey. Now with that old-time recording, which I think uh, appeared on the Internet Archive website as a transcribed wax cylinder, or at least an old 78, uh, we went to an old-timey recording studio because uh, Jack White, he's been busy at Third Man Records. Uh, He installed one of those little acetate booth printer things. Record your own voice. 35 cents. And he got his friend Neil Young to hop on board. And, uh, yeah, basically most of the album is Neil Young with a guitar, a harmonica. 
singing great little covers that way. So what we'd heard was his take of Gordon Lightfoot's... Oh my God, where's everything? Ah, early one morning. I changed tracks on me, and I fooled myself. So yeah, that is off the album A Letter Home by Neil Young. Just came out. Great to hear Mr. Young in his element that way. Although it's kind of odd to realize that he is now divorced from his longtime wife. I remember Harvest Moon, and apparently he's uh, seeing Darahana. All related to biodiesel and whatnot that way. Now behind me, we're gone to Finland, my ancestral homelands, off the Arctic Paradise 22 compilation. This is Frigg with Ra Ra Ra. Although there's some J's in there, so you might see Raj Raj Raj, but J's you say in Y's in Finland, so Rai Rai Rai. Anyways, we're getting a little bit more country here with this next set. As uh, this episode of Folk Oasis kind of shambles and moses about the entire audio spectrum. And we're going to go to Korblund. His latest album is Counterfeit Blues. some reason, his band, The Hurt and Albertans, aren't explicitly stated by name. But there actually is a track tied to the singular form. But uh, since we're in a bit of a Scandinavian theme, might as well have tobacco here. So there's going to be Korblund and the anonymous Hurt and Albertans with good Copenhagen. In case you guys don't like Skull, listen to the Folk Oasis. Here's Mike Twain comes back. I'm Gak. I'm not Val. This is CITR on 1.9 FM. Vancouver.
Hi, my name is Emily, and I believe every sustainable choice you make starts a ripple. Join some people that care about the stuff, and me of course, at the bus loop on Tuesday, September 23rd at 8am. You'll get a free mocha and see how totally easy it is to recycle on campus. Now that's sweet. So come on, make a ripple, be part of the wave, and find out more at sustain.ubc.ca forward slash ripple effect and hashtag with ripple effect UBC. Well, a bow-legged Polly and a knock-kneed Paul. A bow-legged Polly and a knock-kneed Paul. A bow-legged Polly and a knock-kneed Paul. They can't get together at all, just like the worm in the cornfield said to his brother, yeah, go in one ear and out the other. Together it all just like the worm in the cornfield said to his brother, Yeah, buddy, go in one ear and then out the other. Together it all just like the worm in the cornfield said to his brother, Yeah, go in one ear and out the other. Can't get together at all. The worm in the cornfield said to his brother, Yeah, go in one ear and then out the other. Hope you all are enjoying this Wednesday night here. A couple calls there. Thanks for all those listening and giving the encouraging words as I try to step into Val Cormier's, how would I say, shiny cowboy boots. Uh, so that's it. Start off with Corblund with Good Copenhagen off his latest album, Counterfeit Blues. And then we went back. Still trying to find out the exact year. I'm thinking 1973. We heard Willis Allen Ramsey. With Northeast Texas Women, and it appears on Volume 2 of the Country Funk compilation of our good friends down in Light in the Attic in Washington State. And it, this covers the years 1967 and 1974. Back in the time, kind of the Flying Burrito Brothers aspect, when a country expanded itself. I wouldn't say it like went full-on cosmopolitan, but at the very least it sort of segued a bit from the outlaw and took the kind of like Tennessee two-step and the Bakersfield sound. It's kind of more experimental waters, I guess, as uh, Southern California became a thing. Uh, I have the first country funk compilation. I only have a couple songs off of Volume 2, but uh, it's a great resource of uh, 
kind of obscure. Mm, shaggy, let's say. That's probably the appropriate adjective, yeah. Bit of some Western music you don't hear. Then we heard Glenn Campbell. I forget what album this originally came off of, but it also appears on the combined soundtracks to In the Heat of the Night, and they call me Mr. Tibbs. So that was Bow-Legged Polly. And part of the reason why I picked Glenn Campbell is that uh, the Vancouver National Film Festival starts tomorrow. And there actually is a documentary about Glenn Campbell called Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me. It covers uh, his farewell tour in light of his recent diagnosis of Alzheimer's. So as screenings go, uh, this Saturday, September 27th at 3.30 p.m. at the International Village. Next Wednesday, October 1st, is the other currently set screening. That'll be 6.30 at the Vancouver Playhouse. So... In light of the closure of the Granville 7, the Vancouver International Film Festival, which goes from the 25th tomorrow to October 10th around Thanksgiving, it's kind of spread out in the city because it goes to the Rio, Van City Theater, uh, a couple of the International Village Theaters, SFU Gold Corp Center, which is uh, one of the places that uh, this next film or song is going to be coming from. But be remiss to say that behind me right now, this is Andrew Bird with Nyatiti, of the 2011 EP Fake Conversations. And uh, eventually I will get into some Argentine political music. But uh, I want to do a little bit of Afro beat, Afro funk. Because one of the other documentaries that is screening during VIF is Finding Fella. Make that quiet. Uh, Fella, Ransom Kuti, one of the preeminent Afro beat, Afro funk guys out of the 70s. And uh, Finding Fella covers uh, a wide array of his career. Uh, has some archival footage of some of his concerts from the 1970s and 80s. Has some modern interviews with some of his collaborators and inspirations. And then actually features some behind-the-scenes aspect of the 2009 musical simply called Fella. So great celebratory music out of Nigeria. Although uh, there's some influence from Ghana as well, too. But uh, Fela Kuti was always a big part of it. So we're going to go to 1971's Aphrodisiac. This is Fela Kuti, although we'll give the full name of Fela Ransom Kuti. If you really want the full name, it is Olufela Olusegon Olodoton Ransom Kuti. This son is Femi Kuti. Anyways, uh, he's joined by the Africa 70. This is Fela Kuti with Junkoku, otherwise known as Chop and Quench.
RUOR Radio, alternate Thursday 6 to 7 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Profiling music and musicians take the root of positive action over apathy. Sausage, pork, beef, cheese, whole milk, butter, margarine, nuts, and sausage, pork, beef, cheese, whole milk, butter, margarine, nuts, and sausage, sausage pork, pork, beef, beef cheese, cheese, whole milk, milk butter, butter, margarine, margarine nuts, nuts, and sausage, 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 pork, sausage, pork, sausage, pork, Press 1 if you are tripping balls. Press 2 if you are planning to trip balls. Press 3 if all the balls have been tripped, yet you find yourself adrift amongst the tubes of the ether dreaming of tubes amongst spheres that have not yet been you pressed 1, you are tripping balls. Relax. You're not tripping balls. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM.
My name is Gak. I am not Val, and I am also not Caroline. So I'm kind of running over into sexy and Van City right now, even though I feel more uh, disheveled in Des Moines. <laughs> My brain is fried. But yes, Folk Oasis will now continue until 11. At which point, I will throw up my hands and run screaming into the wilderness. When we just heard from Senegal, that was uh, Abinagana Diop with the uh, first track off of the repressing of Tal, And that was Diliu Diliu. The language at play here is Tasu, which is sort of a wall-off uh, kind of based derivative. or I'm not sure if it's an accent or whatnot. At this point, I'm not a linguist. I can't help out, but there's some relation between Tasu and Wolof, if you are in Senegal. Anyways, uh, the repressing, I want maybe a repressing, how about a recopy of it, is now available through the Awesome Tapes from Africa label, which uh, has an ethos of looking at artists that sell their wares on cassettes in throughout most of the African markets. I think it was primarily Western Africa. Probably the place where Ebola is hopefully being contained at this point and eventually dismissed. It was the background to continue on the inspiration with Val's Greek adventures. This is Leroy Holmes with his version of Zorba the Greek. And for the next hour or so, things will be kind of jumping all over the place, but I might do a little soundtrack tribute towards the end, kind of doing a follow-up to something I did with Val back in March. But anyways, um, Leonard Cohen turned 80 years old this week, and he has a new album that came out yesterday called Popular Problems. But what we're going to do, just because we're mixing things up, is we're going to listen to a cover of his songs that was done by Beck, kind of in the recent period, when uh, he was in between record contracts. And he, along with his friends, including artists like Devander Banhart, Management, uh, MGMT, I think at some point even Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth, they decided to tackle on a project of covering a song from an album a day until they covered the entire album. So they did it five times. Um, I really dug the one that they did of Yanni live at the Acropolis. But what they did is they covered Leonard Cohen's The Songs of Leonard Cohen. And actually, this is very faithful, very uh, appropriate as well, too. So this will be Beck along with his Record Club 2 friends with his take of Sisters of Mercy. And in light of the interview that I had an hour ago or more, yeah, more. Uh, with Fish and Bird. We might as well dig up a little Tom Waits as well, too. You're listening to Folk Oasis slash Sexy in Van City. Sexy Oasis City Folk in Van. I'll work on a, uh, what are they called? When you mash two words together. I will think about this not with my voice, but yeah, I'm Gak. This is CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Bear with me. I 
Off his 2002 album, Alice. 
which was a recorded version of a production that he had done for an adaptation on stage for Alice in Wonderland. That was Mr. Tom Waits with Fish and Bird. That was okay. You know, I need more little bourbon at this point. Wooden nickels. Trains down. That's San Fierro. Anyways, uh, Tom Waits. Not much needs to be said about him, but uh, you want recent news? Well, his website's handy right now. He, uh, along with Johnny Depp, executive produced a, an album by Chuck E. Weiss, a legendary songwriter, musician, and performer in his own right. And it uh, just came out in April called Red Beans and Vice. Some great cartoon art and videos to tie in with that as well, too. I keep hoping to see the man on tour, but in his uh, current uh, abilities to do what he wants in life. At this point, I think his touring is as minimal as possible. But oddly enough, he comes to Vancouver apparently all the time. Maybe with filming or something like that, but one day I'll have that luck. Here's the background. This is the Vic Flick sound of the 1968 album West of Windward. This is Blue Pastel. And Vic Flick has a bit of a connection to the legendary James Bond composer John Barry. I believe he may have been the guitarist that provided the uh, famous lick that way uh we'll continue kind of jumping around all over the place but uh, i think this next set's going to be kind of mellow we're going to start off actually with a live session from uh nashville to new york city singer songwriter laura cantrell and um when john peel was still alive and actually his the anniversary of his death is coming up after uh, because he passed away in 2004 in october uh the legendary bbc cantankerous uh programmer Hero to Many, along with his live Peel sessions, he always invited Cantrell to come over and do as many as possible. So from 2000 to 2004, she did a handful of live sessions. And if you've never heard a Peel session before, what happens is an artist is invited. They play at the Mida Vale studio in London. And it's usually tracks that are really exclusive or covers and whatnot. And I'm actually planning a tribute on my show in a couple weeks by digging up some old John Peel sessions. And of course, my show is Exploding Head Movies, if you've never listened Mondays to 7, 9 p.m. And oddly enough, most of September has been kind of electronic, but uh, I've got some plans, since new pornographers are coming to town, to take a look at some uh, A.C. Newman's work, especially because he did do a film score recently. But anyways, let's go back to Laura Cantrell here, off of her third Peel session in 2002. This track will be Hong Kong Blues. One.
to the only place I could. The only place that could possibly help me. Hello, Canadian Blood Services. Hello. I need some blood. A. Positive or negative, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, we're all out of A positive and negative. Would you like some O instead? No. No, that won't do. Thank you. Good night. Save me. Save yourself. Give blood voluntarily. This message was brought to you courtesy of the Canadian Blood Services and CITR Radio 101.9 FM.
Of her latest album, Pink City, that was Toronto's Jennifer Castle with Nature. And I believe some of the accompanying vocals there were provided by Felicity Williams. Great ethereal stuff. And uh, there's actually a little bit of help from Owen Pallet uh, elsewhere on the album as well, too. And Castle's had a lot of experience with helping out with many Toronto acts. She's sung with the Constantines, a band that some people know as effed up. But since it is after 10.30 or so here, although a little listener's discretion is advised, fucked up as well. Before Jennifer Castle, we heard Mark Alexander McIntyre. Mark Alexander McIntyre, please report to the parking lot. Off last year's album, Grapes, we heard I Know You're There. And McIntyre's been a big part of the Ottawa scene for a while, mostly just in bands and whatnot there, but it's a very jangly, ramshackle guitar that was there. Almost like a resonator was in effect. And before Mr. McIntyre, we heard New York via Nashville's Laura Cantrell with Hong Kong Blues. And I think she still has a show on Hoboken, New Jersey's WFMU. I think they changed frequency. I was going to say 91.1, but uh, not quite. But yeah, WFMU, one of the best freeform radio stations there is in existence ever. Although CITR 101.9 FM ain't too shabby in that regards at all. Especially how this show is going on right now. My name is Gak. I am currently extending Folk Oasis into Caroline's show because she is unavailable at this moment. I believe she's practicing some new martial arts techniques or some other spiritual stretching and whatnot. I don't know. That's conjecture. Do not take me at my word when I talk like this. In the background here, this is Bill Lesage and Tony Kinsey with uh, Vibes Invention. This is off the 1971 KPM Production Music Library album, Vibraphone Jazz Quartet. It was something appropriate that Mr. Gavin Walker would play on the jazz show when he does my uh, after show after mine on Mondays. I do Exploding Head Movies, he does the jazz show. You always have to say the jazz show when you talk about the jazz show. Gavin Walker. Anyways, uh, let's go to back to VIF right now, the film festival. That is starting in town tomorrow. And uh, the Canadian premiere of a documentary about the Argentine political singer Mercedes Sosa will be happening this weekend. Uh, this Sunday, September 28th at 2 p.m. at the Van City Theatre. And then uh, Monday, September 29th, 7 p.m. when my show starts at the Rio Theatre. And uh, it features archival concerts of... This singer, as part of the uh, Argentine Nueva Canción Folk movement at the time, along with some interviews with some contemporaries. So, let's do this. Let's listen to a couple songs from Sosa. Off of the 1985 album Serra Posible El Ser, we'll listen to Todo Cambia. 
And then uh, we'll get into a heavy spiritual song featuring a choir and whatnot. But yeah, this will be Mercedes Sosa, one of the subjects of hundreds of thousands appearing at the Vancouver International Film Festival this starting tomorrow. This time frame. Cambia también lo profundo, cambia el modo de pensar, cambia todo en este mundo, cambia el clima con los años, cambia el pastor su rebaño, y así como todo cambia, que yo cambie no es extraño. Cambio 
Stop. 
Cristo, ten piedad de nosotros. From the 1990 album Misa Criola, that was Mercedes Sosa with the Kyrie. As I recall right now from my mass history, since I'm not Catholic, I believe that is a call of sorts. But I will leave it to the intrepid listener who is curious to figure it out. Otherwise, I might say it's a Mr. Mr. Song that followed Broken Wings. And before Miss Criola Kyrie, we heard Sosa again with Todo Cambia. Off her 1985 album, Será Posible El Sir. And Mercedes Sosa is the subject of a documentary screening at VIF, as I mentioned. Mercedes Sosa, the voice of Latin America, giving voice to those people who did not have a voice. There were definite rough times there in Argentina. Sosa was born in 1935 and she passed away in the year 2009. So she won't be present in recent interviews, but uh, plenty of archival concert footage of her performing will be available. I'm sure Zamfir's pan flutes will be active as well, too, since that is part of Argentine culture. In the background, this is Robert Drasnan with you off the 1960 kind of lounge exotic album Voodoo. And uh, let's get into a uh, little soundtrack profile here of sorts. And this was something that uh, when I had just come back from a whole bunch of trips, as I'm trying to remember when this happened, uh, the most recent Coen Brother films inside Lewin Davis... Uh, was about the 60s Greenwich Village music scene. And one thing that I wanted to play at the time was the one, the actual original song that inspired the Please Mr. Kennedy song. We played a whole bunch of other ones that are involved, but we didn't cover the Gold Coast singers, who perhaps ca- created the most fun one that way. So, off their 1962 album, Here They Are. This will be the Gold Coast singers with Please Mr. Kennedy. 
This January, George and I experienced a rather severe trauma. We had to go down to the draft board to take our army physical. It was pretty wild. It started out at 6.30 in the morning by a great burly sergeant, I guess he was, standing out in the cold and saying, all right, boys and girls, get in the truck. And then from then on, from then on, it was really hell. But we didn't have it quite so bad as some of the other fellows did. There was a group of four rock and roll singers standing out in the corridor at the draft board, standing out there in their underwear, looking rather cold and miserable and unhappy, and singing a song that kind of expressed the sentiments of everybody who was there. And this is the song, the rock and roll song that we heard at the draft board. For my girl, Sal, 
and the old triangle went jingle jangle all along the banks of the royal canal up in the female prison there are 75 women and among them I wish I did dwell Then the old triangle Could go jingle, jangle All along the banks Of the Royal Canal All along Does your mama chew tobacco if your mama chews tobacco?
So we start off with the Gold Coast Singers with Please, Mr. Kennedy, which inspired the Please, Mr. Kennedy that appeared in the film Inside Llewellyn Davis, although it's more about outer space. Nobody wanted to go in a rocket, apparently. Then we heard Chris Thile, Chris Eldridge, Marcus Mumford, I guess one of the sons of Mumford as well, too, Justin Timberlake and Gabe Witcher with their take of Brendan Bahan's The Auld Triangle, originally written for the 1954 play The Queer Fella. And then we heard Oscar Isaac, who was the titular character in Llewellyn Davis, with his take of Dave Von Ronk's Green Green Rocky Road. And Ron Rock effectively was the inspiration in parts of Inside Llewellyn Davis, since he was, I think, the minstrel of the Greenwich Village scene. The movie itself well, it kind of went and just came into the theaters and then disappeared right away. I don't think if people got a handle of what was going on that way. You can't really capture lightning twice or three times or however the Coen brothers have done. You know, you can't always get the Big Lebowski. You can't always get Fargo. Maybe they're expiring for a little brother where aren't they? But they ended up with the Lady Killers. But the Coen brothers are working on a new film called Hail Caesar, which is about kind of a Hollywood fixer or wrangler helping out with a 50s filming of a swords and sandal thing. So I'm looking forward to it because it should be a quite another meta thing. I'm hoping it's going to be a Barton Fink thing. Anyways, the background, this is Jerry Moore with He Ain't Heavy. He's my brother off the 1971 album Hammond Fever. And I think we're going to wrap things up here for this folk oasis slash sexy and van city fill-in. I believe at 11 o'clock on Sklos' Misery Hour would be on starting, but We'll see who shows up and does whatever. Next week, Matt from Stranded, the Australian Garage Rock, so we'll be filling in for Val. I suspect Caroline, the wonderful Miss McGilvery, will be back in the chair to handle all the sexy needs this city needs. Uh, but Val will be back in a fortnight when she's through with Europe and she wants to come back here. Otherwise, you can find me back on my regular haunt, which is Exploding Head Movies Mondays, 7 to 9 p.m. here on CITR. 101.9 FM in Vancouver, but stay tuned to CITR. We've got probably some fun stuff lined up for the rest of your evening until Thursday arrives. We'll close with one last Mercedes Sosa song, although this will be a remix that was done by El Remolon back in 2011. The original version of this song appears on Mercedes Sosa Interpreta Atahualpa Yakamki. This will be Guitarra Dilemo 2. So take care of yourselves, Vancouver. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening, and thank you for putting up with everything that's happened this way. This will be available on my podcast. I will send the appropriate times to Val so she can update her feed. Bye. Pregunto al mundo, el mundo me ha de engañar. Si yo le pregunto al mundo, el mundo me ha de engañar. Cada cual cree que no cambia y que cambian los demás. Y paso las madrugadas. 
Porque la noche es tan larga 